Hey, this is Melissa, creator and founder of Femtrepreneur, and you're listening to Fem Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fem Radio podcast wherever podcasts are found so that you can be notified when each episode goes live. Hey, Femme Radio listeners, we have an awesome guest for you today. Ashley Kidd is with us. She is an entrepreneur and she is amazing. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hello. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you live? Where are you from? Currently, I live in Greenwich, Connecticut, but I also have an office in the city at the wing where we are right now. I am actually from Montana in a small town and also North Idaho. Kind of spent half and half growing up. Wow, so very different. <laughs> yes, I find it so funny when people move from those areas into like the big city. Was that an adjustment of sorts? A huge adjustment. What I thought of New York City was a combination of Sex in the City mm-hmm. and Law and Order SVU. <laughs> so I thought I was going to be like hitting the clubs with my girlfriends, and everyone would want to murder me. <laughs> um, so it was like a very uh, weird, like, yeah, I'm so excited, but like, ah, who are you? Um, I think the most ridiculous, naive story I have is I came here to go to school at Parsons um, Design School, and I had my orientation day. And afterwards, I thought, oh, I don't know if I can handle the subway again. I'll take a taxi. And there are signs all over New York City that say no standing, which I had no idea meant no parking. I still don't know why they don't just say no parking. Um, So I thought that meant you couldn't stand. So I was trying to hail a cab, like pacing up and down Fifth Avenue. I'm sure everyone was like, what is she doing? And I'm like, well, no one else is standing. Like, don't give give me a ticket. I'm going to get in trouble. I did finally get a cab. <laughs> I thought I was insane. <laughs> Wait, I love that. I mean, we don't even have like meters where I live, so. Wow. It's very different. We definitely don't have no standing signs. I feel like a lot of people listening right now who have made a very similar small town, big city move, are you're very relatable right now. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly relatable. Yeah. So what's your position and role now and what's been your career path thus far? Well, so now I am the owner and CEO of Howdy Duty Neon. My career path, as I said, well, I guess actually my first job is I was Miss Montana. Hey! <laughs> and, um, which is pretty silly, but I was 12. But it actually taught me like a lot of good things. I learned how to interview, have stage presence, not necessarily stage presence, but be able to talk to anyone yeah. and be comfortable in mm-hmm. uncomfortable situations. Um, but after that, I did come to the city and I went to Parsons Design School. I did a couple internships in fashion and just kind of was like pretty quickly like, okay, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to the University of Connecticut, UConn, and getting my bachelor's there and mostly focusing just on graphic design nice. um, and marketing. So I worked at a few jobs and then started working for a company as their marketing manager Um, and really was thrown in the deep end because there was no head of marketing. So I was kind of doing both jobs, not really knowing what to do, which was really good. Um, But then I kind of realized as someone who I like would call myself a creative, I got bored pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also nothing against them, but it wasn't necessarily my style, which I also learned 
pretty quickly is very hard to keep up and do. It kind of feels soul crushing when you're mm-hmm. a creative and you're doing things that you find yeah. ugly or not cool to you. It sounds mm-hmm. silly, but it really does start to like weigh on you. Like I hated the idea of going to work. Didn't really like how I was working with on my team. Um, and so I had mentioned to my husband, who was at that time my fiance, that I kind of wanted to try something and do something else, more creative. And I had this idea for a cool country girl uh, clothing and lifestyle brand. And I kind of played around with it. I made wallpaper. (laughs) Uh, It was a Dolly Parton wallpaper. Um, And that was my big idea that I was going to get rich. So one day I decided, like, I just had had it with work. And my fiance was like, just quit. Just do it. Like, there's never going to be a good time. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. So I quit. And I luckily had someone who I had worked with. I met there that was... Um, a woman I would consider a mentor and she was pretty good about like steering me where to go and advice on getting freelance work until you know I was wallpaper queen of the world Um, and so I was kind of like doing both and needless to say the wallpaper it didn't really not take off I just ran into uh, copyright issues I never actually ran into them but a lot of people advised me to be careful, just that it was Dolly Parton. So I kind of put on hold and tried a couple other companies with a girl I grew up with and again, like put my heart and soul into, but never really took off. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people know that when you're starting your first company, it's like your baby. And I think I probably spent a full month just on the branding deck, (laughs) which is so silly, but you want it to be perfect and you know, God forbid somebody see it before it's like exactly how you want it. And I had to have a mission statement and all of that. Um, so it was pretty like crushing when it didn't take off. Um, and then I was still doing some freelance and like here and there trying to still do some stuff with that. I made some t-shirts. Um, and then I was getting married last July and I wanted to have some neon signs at my wedding and it was just like a really awful experience it was either crazy expensive I mean I was getting quotes for thousands of dollars just for like our two names which on a wedding budget is not gonna happen Uh, and just it wasn't easy you couldn't visualize it you know you had to tell them what you wanted and then wait for them to send you something or just tell them what you wanted and hope that it was gonna turn out how you liked it so I decided that with my previous experience in jobs I thought that I could figure out a manufacturer and I did and did it on my own still not thinking this was ever going to be a business I would run Mm -hmm. it was just so that I could get neons how I wanted them to look and affordable and I did that Uh, I got married and everyone loved them and I just thought I was kind of one of the first people in my friend group to get married and they were all like we want those too and I thought you know I bet there's a lot of other people that want an easy to use cool neon company that's fast and affordable yeah. and I just I mean it's funny because I spoke about spending a month on the branding deck for my previous companies this one I think I made the logo and 15 minutes I made up the name um, it's a very weird name people are always like how'd you get that my husband is Australian, and his mother would always, like, jokingly do my accent. 
or like joke about how you like to talk American. And I don't even remember how it came up, but one time I was like, oh yeah, say howdy doody. So that saying kind of stuck in our little family. I made a doormat one time that said it and my husband and I always kind of called it like our family company, even though we didn't have one, you know, like howdy doody, blah. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so when I needed a name, I was like, okay, I'll call it Howdy Duty. And so I just threw up a quick website on Shopify with a pre-made template and used my pictures from the wedding and it was a hit pretty quickly. That's awesome. So have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Because it seems like your trajectory, like you were always thinking that way and, and trying to do something a little bit more on your own. Um, when did those thoughts start populating into your head? Were you younger? Was it like sort of after your business? Um, I mean, in short, no. I don't think I ever saw myself running a, my own company. Um, but saying that, I kind of always knew I would be like a boss lady. <laughs> it sounds yeah. silly, but I kind of more thought I'd be running a large company or uh, in fashion or doing something along those lines. I don't know why I never saw myself owning the company, but I didn't. It just kind of fell in my lap and was something I realized along the way that I would have so much more creative freedom about what I was doing and much better chance of loving what I do when I was controlling what I do. Yeah. And I mean, now I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, and, like there's definitely a market out there. I just love that the thought came from like, I need this product. No one is doing it the right way. So now I'm going to fill in the gaps and do it the right way. I think that's really cool. So originally when I first heard about you, I was like, oh, I wonder if she always had a passion for creative arts or a passion for design. And it seems like that was your life's trajectory. Yes. I definitely originally always thought I would be a fashion designer or merchandiser, something along those lines, mm -hmm. creatively in fashion. And yeah. then when that didn't work out in graphic design. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I love when like all the roads align. Yeah. Those passions like always sync up. Um, but what was the process in finding a manufacturer? Because sometimes I feel like that's what stops people from pursuing things is like who's going to do this for me I have this idea but like how am I going to make it happen um it was definitely a lot harder than I thought it was going to be there was a pretty big learning curve things we probably didn't do right in the beginning that we've now ironed out um, I did try extremely hard to get a, a local or um, a manufacturer in the U.S. and it proved to be near impossible at least to have one that wasn't that was going to be in the price point I wanted it to be yeah. and in the time frame I wanted it to be. Uh, I don't know if it's just been kind of pushed out, but a lot of manufacturers, I couldn't even really find one that did what I was asking. They were going to have to like only do it for me. Yeah. Anyway, so I've gone through a couple, but we're pretty good now. And it's just, like I said, yeah, it's a learning curve of figuring out how to communicate and um, because it is overseas, the time zone and... Yeah, just there's so much difference, even like business cultural differences that we've just kind of had to learn on our feet, but we're, we're feeling pretty good now. So if I want a neon sign, what is the process for me to order one? Can you just walk us through the steps that someone would take to get um, you know, a product from you? Yeah, so it's all available on the website. Uh, that was really important to me. I'm a really visual person. So that was something that was I struggled with when I originally tried to find one is 
there was no way that you could just go in and type what you wanted and it would show you in the color you want, give you an idea, show you maybe on a wall. So I spent quite a bit of time um, tweaking an already available app mm -hmm. to make it available on my website. So we basically have a, a custom designer. So you can go on, type anything you want, choose the size, the color, the fonts, and we have a variety of walls and hedges that you can see it on to really make sure that it's what you want. And then you purchase right there. There's no quoting process. It'll tell you immediately how much it is. You buy it and it starts production. Awesome, awesome. And then it just like, does it ship directly to the user and it's like a simple installation process? So we actually ship them from our warehouse. Oh, cool. Um, and then, yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, they're, they're LED signs mm -hmm. now. Uh, we've decided not to go with glass. So they're pretty durable, pretty easy shipping. They're four pounds oh, and wow. you just plug right in. It's That's awesome. Pretty easy. That's very cool. So what are some of the requests that you've gotten so far from customers? Um, most of them are for weddings. We've had a couple cool ones. One girl wanted a sign um, about Kanye because her fiance loved Kanye, which I thought was really cute. I think That's it awesome. was, I love you like John loves Kanye. <laughs> Hopefully you're not listening, John. <laughs> Just ruined your wedding present. <laughs> um, but I thought that one was pretty cool. We got pretty excited. We got into an event company and ended up making the signs for Malibu Rum and Beef Eater Gin at Coachella in wow. Bonnaroo, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, we've been on a couple podcasts and stuff, so those ones are fun just because you get to actually see your work being seen by so many people. Yeah. But of course, we love seeing the wedding photos of our signs behind a happy couple partying that makes us pretty happy yeah especially since that's how that's how it all started yeah so that's probably a lot of very full circle for you yeah that's that's awesome so right now as part of your product offering people can purchase it for good right they can buy the product and it's theirs they can take it from whatever the event is put it in their homes um is there any other type of you know what if someone doesn't want to buy it to hold on to for life well, yeah, that's something we definitely thought about, uh, especially as I've said, the catalyst for all this was my wedding. I had two signs, I had three signs total. One of them was mine and my husband's name, which obviously I'm happy to keep. <laughs> uh, one of them said wedding with an arrow, which, you know, what am I going to do with that now? And I thought about that and we decided maybe we should go into rentals. And I looked online and there were a few offerings, but it was only local. You know, you can rent them in New York City if you're in New York City, or rent them in Austin if you're in Austin, but nobody was sending them. And I was thinking, maybe I'll do this, or am I crazy thinking that you can send a neon sign back and forth and it not be broken? <laughs> um, so we ordered a couple of typical ones that we thought people would like. Um, and put them on the website as like it includes shipping and return shipping. Um, this was also definitely a learning curve. The first couple people, which I'm so sorry about this, but they received them in like 40 pound wooden crates with like so much foam. Cause you know, we were like, well, we, they can't, they can't arrive broken. And we were so nervous. And then we kind of realized that we'd only ever had two signs break in transit ever. And you know, their LED and acrylic backing, like they're pretty, dirty yeah so now you don't you don't have to get a 40 pound wooden box you just get a cardboard box 
But um, our idea with that is just like any other rentals. You know, I I use Rent the Runaway, mm-hmm. and it's so easy. You you know, you get the bags when you're done with it. You put it in. It's already got the return label. Drop it off. Yeah. So that was really kind of what we wanted to mimic, but with events. Yeah. So now you get a week long rental and yeah, it comes with the return label directions on how to hang it and how to return it. We use FedEx, so it's pretty easy to drop it off. And yeah, it's been going well. And then it allows you to kind of get more things that you might not necessarily want to keep forever. Yeah. And that's true, they can use a similar model to how you did where they even buy one that they, they keep forever and right. then one that's more of like a generic product. Yeah. I like that. That's, that was a good a good business move. <laughs> not that I can say anything towards what is good and what's not good, but sounds like a great idea. It's great for people that want a neon exactly. to rent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right now you have your sister working with you. Is there do you have any other employees? Like how is it balancing family and work? So right now it's only my sister and I, there was never like a plan to hire her. Mm-hmm. Um, we so we started in August. Um, and it was doing well, but very manageable by me. And then pretty much overnight in January, we went from doing, you know, two to three sales a week or every two weeks to we were getting 10 to 15 sales a week. Wow. So very quickly I was like, ah! <laughs> and at this point I hadn't really perfected the relationship with our manufacturer mm-hmm. and I also hadn't perfected our online design tool. So I was doing a lot of the mock-ups. Um, originally you would email me, I would do the mock-ups for you and it's just really time consuming because you might not even buy the sign. Um, so luckily I finished that and then I was, she was working part-time for a company that was about to phase out her job mm-hmm. and she wanted to work from home because she has a two and a half year old and I was like, help me please. <laughs> um, and I thought, well, like, you know, if it doesn't work, she's going to be looking for a new job anyway and she can just help me until I can get back on my feet and find somebody more full-time. And it actually just worked so well. Mm-hmm. I know people say not to work with family or friends, but in this instance, we really, we have completely different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, So she really is a perfect partner for me. Mm -hmm. She likes more of the paperwork and operations where I'm like head in the clouds, like drawing things and like (laughs) figuring out our next big idea and doing marketing. You know, she's really, and she's also... When you're working with your sister, it's better. I just feel like if I had hired an employee, I'd imagine it would get weird to tell me to stay on task and do all these things where she's my sister, so she doesn't mind being like, bitch, have you done that yet? Like, you need to do that. Because <laughs> um, I get a bit caught up on, like, the newest yeah. thing that we're working on. Uh, so she's really good. And she's just, I think she's very invested because it's her sister's company, so yeah. that's great to see as well. That's awesome. That's a good point. And sometimes people don't realize that that positive effect of working with family is that they do have a certain level of ownership in what you're doing because they want you to succeed as well. Yeah. What are some of your goals for How Do You Do Neon? Well, for immediate goals, I mean, we are a startup still. We only, we're less than a year old. So, I mean, immediately is to stay profitable and stay afloat. You know, those first couple of years, it's like, is this a viable business that we can scale and yeah. you know really is this my life now or is this just been a part of my life life the last two years so it's really figuring out that um 
and to do that, I think it's just to keep it everything efficient, um, easy for the customers, and a quality product. Uh, in the future, obviously, I would like to be the neon queen, <laughs> but um, it's very important to us to maintain what people love us for, which is keeping that affordable, top quality product, but also we've got great customer service. You can email us, ask us our advice on a font or sizing suggestions or working with event companies. Like we really want to keep that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, kind of getting both. Absolutely. So we ask each of our guests on the show who your ideal femme is. So this could be a personal or a celebrity of sorts, um, just someone who really embodies that trailblazer mentality, um, who looks out for others, and just an all-around bad, badass woman. So who is yours? It's a good question. There's like so many these days. Um, I'd say a very close one I get to look at is my group of girlfriends. Um, I've got a pretty close group of girlfriends that are all transplants from Australia, Ireland, other parts of the country. And so we all just, it's nice to see them kicking ass and also all of us supporting each other. Like have that support net, which makes it a lot better. And yeah, it's great to see. I love that. Where can our listeners follow you, follow Howdy Duty? Uh, we're on Instagram. It's at Howdy Duty Neon, and uh, my personal is at Ashley Kid X. Is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Any tidbits, nuggets of wisdom? I think just the biggest thing I've learned is well, one, there's never going to be a good time to try something, mm-hmm. to take that leap, and two, that I mean, I'm the biggest example that. You know, you really just got to try things out and go with it. All the time I spent on those perfecting them, you know, I could have figured out a lot quicker and moved on. So just try it out and learn as you go. Yeah. Awesome. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Do you know any trailblazing females that you think we should be featuring? Send us an email at femt at gmail.com. That's F-E-M-M-E-T at gmail.com. As always, thank you for your support as we strive to promote the growth of diverse women in all industries. Hashtag get femmed.